my renegades. Welcome back to Rogue News. Yeah, we're gonna get into some stuff. I don't like calling it tea because it's actual stuff that matters, not gossip. So, uh, let's get into it. If you get offended, put a helmet on. that I like to talk about, politics, social media, and world news, so let's just get right into the politics, shall we? Because I hate it. I hate the politics. I'd rather get it over with. Like ripping off a bandage. one I have not actually read it yet so we will just be surprised how about that GOP slams House Democrats election reform bill okay the presidential election could look a lot different in 2024 as Democrats have proposed a bill to reform the election process on Monday all House Democrats uh, co-sponsored a bill known as HR1 or for the or for the People Act of 2021. Okay, this tweet comes from the Committee on House Administration Democrats. Hmm. House Democrats are in full support of HR1, uh, the hashtag for the People Act, a sweeping package of transformational democracy reforms. we are ready to move forward in this bill and give a pow- give power back to the people. You just want to give power to yourselves because nobody liked you in school. That's what you want. That's all Democrats ever want. But it's whatever. New reports have shown Republicans fear the bill would put too much power into the hands of the federal government. Really? According to the legislation, Democrats are proposing Congress to have ultimate superiority. I'm sorry, let me read that again. According to the legislation, Democrats are proposing Congress have ultimate superiority or supervisory power, sorry, supervisory power over federal elections, meaning they will they will be supervising elections and how the ballots are counted, how many people are voting for a certain party, <coughs> Republican, all of that stuff, just like they did, just like they did, listen, just like they did with this election, they supervised it. They're just trying to make it legal now so that nobody can touch them. I see what's going on, guys. (laughs) If I had a mustache, I'd twirl it right now. But anyway, yeah, let's see here. I lost my place. Give me a second. (laughs) Okay, over federal elections, rather than leaving it up to individual states, as one America's Pearson Sharp reported earlier this month, This could lead to more ballot harvesting and more risk for election fraud. Exactly. I didn't even read that before I 
actually decided to say what I had to say before I even read that. Um, right now, under Article 1 of the U.S. Constitution, if individual states are given control over how they manage our election, Sharp said. Democrats are already are ready to tear up the Constitution. However, and the bill begins by stating Congress now has ultimate supervisory power over federal elections. This bill is the death of democracy. I, I definitely um, agree with that because if you're not letting the people vote, then you don't care about the people. That's pretty sick that they're trying to do that but I mean they've already done that with the Biden election they already got Biden in office they want this to keep going to pump this nasty uh, crap down our throats that uh, we need to kill babies that we need to have more foreign people coming in illegally uh, and not actually checking their backgrounds whether or not they're terrorists or not this is what they want they don't care about America they don't. They don't care about you. They don't care about the real American people who care about this nation. They care about the people who loot, shoot, and kill uh, policemen. They, honestly, never mind. They don't care about you either. They just care that you're actually helping the destruction of America for all of those people who were out there with Black Lives Matter and looting and shooting and everything. And I'm not saying that Black Lives Matter isn't I mean, some of those people, y'all aren't always dangerous, okay? I'm talking about the people that go out and decide to be brutal against policemen, stealing from stores and all of that and everything else. If you are being destructive towards um, governmental buildings, small businesses, white people, everybody that is different from you and stuff that... that just offends you and you decide to destroy it the democrats are usually they're just usually oh my god they're using you as free destruction that's all it is they want the american people to kill each other it's more or less a new civil war that's about to happen all because of this election that happened previously when Donald Trump was in office. Y'all didn't like that he spoke the truth. And we got Biden in office because there were too many people, too many American people that actually did vote for Trump to be in office again. There are countless videos, countless uh, videos with evidence, countless things that have happened before the election, okay, that van that blew up in Tennessee, it was right next to the place where they were counting the votes. They were about to transport the voting ballots. Somebody was hired in order to blow up that street in order to destroy that evidence that Trump was going to win. I have never seen such a corrupt um, election race than last year's. Because this year, of course, we have sleepy, bumbling Joe, ho Biden in office now. And 
Oh my god. It's a nightmare already, but everybody who wants to sleep, go ahead and sleep. Suck your thumbs and sleep. Just keep doing it. The GOP also speculated this bill is strategic political move to grant Washington, D.C. statehood and ensure two more Senate seats for the Democrats. Doesn't surprise me. Um, the bill's goal is to make voting more accessible to Americans, expand early voting, and make absentee voting easier. Uh, this means states would no longer require voters to show identification when casting a ballot. Um, why not? We need to know who is an American and who is not. We need to know who has the right to vote and who doesn't in this uh, nation. Because last episode I talked about um, Biden was reopening the borders from to Mexico so that more illegal immigrants can come in and take the jobs and get benefits as an American when they have not actually gone through the process of becoming a citizen. This is just another tactic so that Democrats can get more votes. If they reopen the borders and say Democrat Joe Biden who is president now lets you in because he loves you they're going to most likely vote Democrat in the next election. That's all it is for. This all came after widespread speculation oh hang on the bill's goal. This means states would no longer require voters. Okay, casting a ballot. It would also prevent voter roll purges and end partisan gerrymandering. Um, this all came after widespread speculation that 2020 presidential election was rigged in favor of Joe Biden. The bill will be considered on the House floor next week. Oh, Lord. heaping spoonful of Democrat stimulus bill stuffed with liberal fluff. Sounds tasty. Uh, says Senate Minority Leader McConnell. So all of my stuff, all my sources come from OAN News because it's unbiased and very truthful. Unlike CNN, which we will get into because we're not in the media section yet, so... <laughs> Uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell blasted Democrats over their nearly $2 trillion coronavirus relief package. On Monday, the lead Republican blasted the contents of the bill. It's enough saying it's uh, nothing. Stuffed with fluff, non-COVID-related liberal goals, and more Band-Aids, Band-Aid policies. Oh my goodness. Okay. His remarks came hours after the budget committee voted to send the bill to the House of Representatives. The bill includes giving money to the college to colleges with ties to China, bad, red flag, and progressive environmental groups. Now, here is a tweet from him. The partisan bill Democrats are preparing to 
Why can't I read today? I don't even want to redo this section, so please bear with me. The partisan bill Democrats are preparing is stuffed with non-COVID-related liberal goals and more Band-Aid policies as if the country were going to stay shut down another year. We need 2021 to be different than 2020. Congress should focus on smart policies to help that happen. So, basically, we got another bullcrap bill. I see. Um, If you guys have not seen the last um, episode of Rogue News where I talk about the last stimulus bill that we had um, been passed just before Trump uh, left office, it was basically um, many different unnecessary things like people were they were going to start funding like two new malls um some gender classes in Pakistan and there's money that was going to Peru, Panama, Indonesia, Cuba, all of these other foreign countries and hardly any of it was going to be going to what was necessary for um the people in America. So, this doesn't surprise me at all. McConnell urged Democrats to reach across the aisle to pass a more focused bill to the American people. The American people do not deserve policies that presume 2021 will be just like 2020. Our nation needs this year to be different, he stated. If the administration were interested in policies to make that happen, they'd find the same kind of bipartisan support that every historic COVID-19 package has received so far. Yep. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Republicans on the lower chamber are moving to expose what they are calling liberal goodies uh, hidden in the massive trillion-dollar coronavirus relief package. Okay. This comes as a number of issues on the package are raising eyebrows. For instance, the bill could extend Paycheck Protection Program business funding to owners who could have felony records, including violent criminals, controversial large companies such as Planned Parenthood would also receive funds through the program, which is meant for small businesses. Additionally, the bill includes $50 million budget for environmental programs uh, and some undocumented I- immigrants would be eligible to receive the proposed 1400 stimulus check. A full house vote is expected as soon as this week. Oh, Lord. Um... Like I said, I'm not at all surprised. At all. Um, (laughs) The people who agree and who are listening will know that Democrats are very, very, very corrupt. They will do anything to get their way. That's how they did it with the election with Joe Biden. They cheated their way to the top just to get their way. They're a little bunch of sissies. So, they're a bunch of little sissies, I think. But... um, as far as uh, McConnell goes, I'm glad that he's speaking up, but I, at this point, I don't think it makes any difference. 
because the house is infested with democrats or demon craps as i like to say so We'll be right back after this message. Alright, the last one in the politics section here is going to be female athlete speaks out against Biden's LGBTQA plus bill. That is a big mouthful. LGBTQA plus. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Okay. That's like half the alphabet. I'm sorry. That's, that's a lot. LGBTQA. I dare anybody to say that as fast as they, as they can, like, three to five times. Do it. Do it now. Did you do it? I didn't think so. Okay. A female athlete spoke out on negative impacts of Joe Biden's Equality Act on women's sports in the CPAC interview on Sunday. NCAA athlete Linnea Saltz said she feels women will be watching their own sports from the sidelines if Biden uh, if the Biden backed bill becomes a law so there is a video so I'm gonna let her speak so gender identity doesn't erase physiological advantages and that's just something we have to remember that gender identity doesn't erase physiological advantages and that's just something we have to remember Okay, that was very short. I didn't expect that. But anyway, the act would give men who identify as women the ability to compete in female sports. Saltz said this would discourage women because it could create an uneven playing field. She added, biological males may have physiological advantages that could prevail over the dedication of women in uh, to their own sports. So... Here's a sloppy-ass Joe Biden uh, tweet. He says, A president should use a full, the full might of the executive branch to secure justice, dignity, and safety for all. Instead, President Trump go- does the opposite, callously exerting his power over the most vulnerable. As president, I will make... We must be clear... Or we must send a clear message. We will not stand for this. Okay. Next tweet. Sorry. Got confused. As president, I will... I make... Oh my god. As president, I will make passing the Equality Act a top legislative priority. A Biden administration uh, won't test... Won't rest until we truly achieve full equality and everyone is treated with dignity and respect under the law. Gender identity doesn't erase the physiological differences and that's just something we have to remember. That's what she said. Okay. The athlete went on to say she is looking for 
propose solutions that are inclusive to everyone, but do not come at a exclusion of biological women. Okay. So, if any of you uh, don't understand what's going on, I probably botched it up because I haven't done this in a very long time, so I get tongue-tied. So, basically what has been... This bill has been passed, right? Or... I, I, don't, I don't even know. But this bill has been proposed. Biden wants to include transgenders in women's sports. Um, and I'm guessing transgenders in men's sports as well, since some women identify as men, men identify as women. The problem with that is, <laughs> is that however far they are on, if they take um, hormones in order to... Um, make them become more feminine and all that. However far along they are, if they do take these hormones, they are still more powerful than women. So biologically, if you are a male and you still identify as a woman and you are included in women's sports, they can be a danger to a biological woman in sports. And that's not discriminatory, that's just basically, they, they want to be safe. Women want to be safe in their own sports. Because they fought for this for so many years, with having their own division of sports, and all of that. Now, anybody who identifies as anything, li listen, I don't have any problem, but I do have a problem with transgenders who are biologically male, yes, I, I don't necessarily believe in transgenderism, I don't, I, I don't get behind that, but I don't hate anybody who is. Anyway, the one thing that I do have a problem with is that I have seen uh, news segments of males, like biological males that identify as women, alright, getting awards, okay, for hurting women, biological women, and when I say that, I mean there has been a incident in, I want to say the MMA, women's MMA division, which is mixed martial arts, a biological man who believes that he's female has cracked the skulls of over two women in the ring. I don't feel like that is at all fair. It's not fair to the women who have to go through this pain and suffering of what's been done to them in the ring. I also don't believe it's okay at all for anybody who is more powerful than women in order to be in a women's division. So I feel like if they want to be included, okay, they should have their own division. They should have their own sports division. And I know people will probably say that that's discriminatory, but it's more along the lines of safety because there are men out there that believe that they are women that think that they can, you know, hurt women who are biologically women, okay? 
I can't believe that I have to actually emphasize this because it, oh, transgenders, I feel, should have their own division. Because then they would have their own leveled playing field. Alright. If they identify as some sort of person, any type of gender they want, then they can face off with somebody who identifies the same way. You know what I mean? Instead of actually having them included in women's sports. Because that is unsafe. I feel like one of these days, I hope not, I sure hope not, and I pray to God that it don't happen. But this this could result in a woman woman's death in the ring or um, when they're fighting or anything. Because it doesn't matter what they identify as because their muscle mass is probably a whole lot greater than a woman's which makes men biologically stronger. Doesn't matter. They are biologically stronger. Okay. If a man who identifies as a woman still has that same muscle mass, you're gonna be able to beat up a woman. That's just how it is. Okay. I'm not saying that women are weak, absolutely not. But I'm saying as far as this issue goes, put transgenders in their own division, please. If we're gonna have this ridiculousness, go ahead and give them their own division. That way they can freely identify as whoever they want and also beat the crap out of each other if they want. I don't care if that sounds insensitive. It's insensitive for somebody who is bigger and stronger than a woman who is not biologically a woman and it's okay to give them the excuse to beat up on a woman and crack the skulls of two team members, okay, in the MMA sports. I don't feel like that's fair. Women have been fighting for their own division for so long, and now transgender um, has decided to infiltrate and be like, I identify as a woman, I'm stronger than you, I'm gonna crack your skull. Do you think that that is fair? I don't. I feel like, as much as I don't like Biden, I can understand why he decided to do this. I have no respect for Biden at all. He's not my president. I love Trump. Whatever. But I can understand why he wanted to do this, but he was pretty stupid and pretty impulsive to do this already because women are getting hurt by men who are still transitioning and that's not okay i feel like that's very impulsive very irresponsible of biden to even pass this bill or even let transgenders into women's sports and men's sports because there's no competition there So I'm looking through the stories on OAN and uh, I don't think we're going to do social media news because I don't really care about social media. Do you? I don't. I'm hardly on anything except for TikTok and don't ask for my TikTok because I won't give it to you. 
Okay, this next one is Mexico's lockdown fuel rise in drug trafficking force and forced prostitution. Oh my goodness. Let's see. Human rights groups have warned thousands of Mexicans um, are turning to the sex industry due to economic desolation caused by COVID-19 lockdowns. If you hear the wind, I apologize. It's windy over here in where I'm at. Uh, because of hunger and necessity and not having any savings or income to eat or pay rent, all that, all that pushed me over 10 years to return to work as a sex worker, stated an unidentified Mexican national. According to reports, the Mexican economy has experienced a rise in unemployment and poverty, in turn forcing thousands of men and women into sex work. Human rights activists have stressed that economic lockdowns violate people's right to work and provide for themselves. And the new ones, which are the other 40%, they would cry because they would say, I don't want to do this, but I must bring food to my children. That's terrible. Explained Alvira Madrid, director of Brigada Calajera, a global alliance against traffic in women. The other 20% that shocked us even more were housewives. Oh wow, so the housewives are forced to selling drugs and, and, and into prostitution. That is terrible. Oh my god. We are going to see a tremendous increase in drug trafficking. We are going to see an increase in human trafficking and we are going to see these people caught and released into our communities here in the United States. Yeah, because now that I kind of see why a lot of people um, beyond the border are trying to get into the United States is because, of course, you know, unemployment is on the rise. And the thing is, with that, I feel like there should be some sort of program in order to get people into the United States that can't afford it. I don't know whether citizenship or a green card costs, I think a green card at least costs something. Um, but as far as like citizenship, I think that's a very lengthy thing in order to, to be an, an, an American citizen. So I can, I can understand why a lot of immigrants, illegal immigrants are immigrating to America because they want opportunities in order to find jobs to provide for their children. I get that. The um, other side, which is the evil side, is also because of drug cartels. There are tons and tons of tunnels underneath uh, the ground in Mexico to the United States that traffic drugs, traffic people, and all of that. And the thing is, uh, I don't want to be that person that, that demonizes any type of race. Trust me, I'm not that person. But I do have to talk about this because to every uh, good reason why people want to do something, there's also a bad reason. So, humans in general, <laughs> uh, as far as when it comes to human trafficking and drug trafficking, 
Um, I had to take a class, uh, I want to say in 2016, in in my college, um, about human trafficking. And it was interesting because I was basically just a cosmetologist, but I understood why, because some pimps would want to put their, uh, I don't want to call them whores, because that's just terrible, their, their, uh, employees into a salon in order to make them look good for the client or whatever, and we had to pick up those characteristics on how, on, like, um, how they behaved and all of that stuff in order to figure out um, if this person was being trafficked or not. And because of that, um, if we did spot somebody who we believed that was being trafficked, we were supposed to um, make contact with the police, basically. But um, when it came to learning about that, I also uh, found out that sometimes children can be used in sex trafficking or used into uh, recruiting uh, victims of sex trafficking and also in drug trafficking as well. Um, Because when you see a child crying on the street, what do you immediately want to do? You want to help them or help them find their mom or whatever problem that they're going through in order to help them out because I feel like when someone sees an innocent child crying, they want to help. That's the uh, main, uh, I want to say, reaction of somebody that sees a child crying. Um, What they do, they have been doing this for a very long time, is that they will use the child, they'll train the child in order to um, cry and get somebody's attention, and then they'll lead them somewhere, and then they'll either get drugged, beat over the head, or kidnapped in, into sex trafficking, and that's how they use the children. So when it comes to um, going over the border and all of that stuff, I feel like it's also um, not just their life that's at stake. I think it's the bis of sex trafficking and drug trafficking that is at stake as well. So we have to, especially the government, The government has to figure out and differentiate those types of people. Um, I know that Trump has been accused of some things with that as well, but I know that my president has already known about this issue that I've talked about, that there are some kids that have been taken from their mothers that have been trafficked into drug trafficking or even into sex trafficking and he knows that and that's why he was separating the children from their mothers or their supposed mothers because he wants to be able to return the children to their rightful mothers and um so that's my take on on what he's been doing so when it comes to this uh story and this issue i feel like The government needs to find a way in order to help those who are actually in need of food and feeding for their children and making money and having a job because that's the one main reason why Trump wanted to build the wall is because he wanted people to get into the process 
of um, legal immigration, not illegal immigration. He wanted to be able to get people into that process, no matter how lengthy it is, no matter how expensive it is. I do feel like um, for as how many people are in uh, poverty in Mexico, I feel like there should be a program in order to help those people who rightfully need a job, rightfully are um, wanting to provide for their children and all of that stuff. That there's a program whether or where they can actually go through um, citizenship that they can afford. That's what I'm trying to say. So like, government needs to find a program to where there's a process of legal citizenship that is affordable to the families and also finding the drug cartels and also finding the people, the perpetrators, the people that are orchestrating all of this and trying to get in the, uh, past the border. So that's, that's all I gotta say about that. This next one says, a man arrested after allegedly targeting Connecticut EMS agencies. Um, let's see. A man believed to be responsible for targeting multiple Connecticut EMS agencies uh, with Molotov cocktails has been arrested in Pennsylvania. Wow. Um, on Sunday, authorities, 37-year-old Richard White allegedly threw the Im- improvised in incidentiary weapons uh, at several locations across the state. He assaulted caused the assault caused multiple fires. Local police said White was taken into custody Saturday and is now waiting uh, extradition back to Connecticut. Officials believe this suspect, who works as an EMT in Connecticut, specifically targeted all four of the locations. I don't know that, or I do know that all this has unfolded quickly under this short amount of time, says Sergeant Paul Mukalk. The first fire... (laughs) It was reported in Old Saybrook shortly after 4 o'clock, and the last fire in Roxbury was shortly reported shortly after 6 o'clock. Wow. Okay, it says, Our fire explosion investigation unit was requested by the Roxbury Fire Marshal (laughs) to assist with an intentionally fire set fire at 7 North Streetland 118 Calabas Road West in Roxbury. There were no reported injuries. This incident is still in the beginning stages of investigation. Once we receive the information, we will (laughs) disseminate it appropriately. White has been charged with third-degree arson and third-degree burglary, police noted. 
The case will likely result in additional charges as the investigation continues. I'd like to know why he decided to do this in the first place. If you're, uh, he said that he was a former EMT or he is an EMT in Connecticut. Did you get fired? Were you trying to, uh, make a statement, like a political statement? What were you trying to do, bro? You're trying to kill people. That's not okay. Um, if I could guess what what was going on, uh, he was probably upset with one of his co-workers or his boss or something like that. And he probably did something stupid. Well, he did do something stupid. That's exactly why I'm talking about this. It also says Old Saybrook police have obtained an arrest warrant for Richard White and uh, of Wheeler Lane, uh, Torrington, Connecticut, uh, charging him with arson in the second degree and burglary in the second degree. Uh, the warrant is extra extraditable. <laughs> and has a court-set bond of $150,000. Richard White is the sole suspect of arson fire started by a Molotov cocktail at the Hunter's Ambulance facility in Old Saybrook this afternoon. He is also connected to other arson fires started around that state this evening and targeted emergency medical service agencies. Um, let's see, the state office emergency medical services encouraged all EMS and fire agencies departments to increase security at their facilities until Mr. White has been taken into custody. Mr. White fled the state and was located in Pennsylvania shortly after 10 p.m. this evening. He was taken into custody by Pennsylvania State Police and his car has being impounded. Wow. This individual has targeted those who we count on to save lives, said Michael A. Spera, chief of police. Our officers have worked diligently all evening, obtaining both search and arrest warrants in an effort to quickly stop these violent attacks against public safety and cause the suspect to be taken into custody. Okay, so here's one that I actually wanted to talk about, but I forgot about. Um, this one's gonna be completely freestyle because um, I, I know enough about it. Uh, a YouTuber uh, by the name of Destry Smith um, has been accused of grooming young girls. And the reason why I wanted to talk about him is because, for one, you guys do know that, you know, who regularly listen to my podcasts, you guys know that I have a segment called The Pedophiles. And this segment, if I have to make it, is probably going to be the most painful. 
because Destry Smith is one of the very first YouTubers that I have actually started watching when I uh, started watching YouTube. And um, I can't (laughs) tell you how heartbroken I am to hear about this. Um, I still kind of hold out the hope that he's innocent because, of course, not all victims are innocent. Um, I feel like, yes, you should take the victim story into consideration, of course, but I don't believe that you should always believe them right away, and trust me, I'm not defending Destry Smith. Right now, I'm in the middle (laughs) because I supported him so much, I watched all of his videos so much, he was so funny, he had like this blunt, blunt humor that everyone loved, and he was like this emo, edgy guy, and all of this stuff, and I want to say, you know, he's made me laugh, Uh, he's talked about depression and mental illness and all of that stuff, and he's actually given me... Um, back in the day, he's given me the excuse to laugh at my depression, or at the depression that I had. And how much I feel like he's helped me not grow, because I don't, I don't want to give that, I don't want to give him that much credit, but I will say that yes, his videos made my day sometimes. He's very funny, he's very, I thought he was very, very cool. Um, loved his stuff. He was very down-to-earth and real with his followers and his subscribers. And when I found this out, I I didn't understand why anybody would want to target him falsely, if it is false. Like I said, I do believe that some victims who call themselves victims aren't always a victim. And when I say that, when... There's some people that will falsely accuse another for some reason, whether to uh, diminish their reputation, ruin um, their life, or um, just to watch them suffer for some reason. Um, Sometimes if they do go to court, um, they'll probably get compensation for pain and suffering and all that stuff when they didn't really go through anything. So when I say that some victims aren't actually victims, that's what I mean. And I'm not saying that any of these victims that have come forward are lying. I am saying that we should take their stories into consideration, listen to everybody and their story, find the contradictions, find the consistencies, and find the things that actually match up. Because not every story is real. And the one thing that I actually do consider, I consider this being real as much as it hurts me (laughs) as somebody who used to watch him. um, I consider this being real because even Destry Smith has said that him and Nate Owens, I want to say yes, Nate Owens, They have been friends for 14 years. They have been through it all together. And, uh, I 
used to watch them too. They would be hilarious together. I loved them. And one of the very first videos I saw with both of the men was, Don't mess with photo booth. <laughs> wow. And, um, I loved them ever since, really. And, um, when I found out that him and Nate were not talking anymore, I didn't understand why. Because they've been friends for so long, and I've even tried to figure that out on the internet, and all I could find was that Destry wouldn't give him any funds from the Destinate channel that they both uh, made together. So Destry kind of kept Nate without any money. Um, that his Nate's living conditions were really, really bad uh, when he lived with Destry, and um, I can't say that none of that is false because he has been, he has made YouTube videos of him in uh, Destry's home, and there was hardly anything in his his room, basically. Uh, and I, in my head, I'm like, why would you want to treat your friend like that? Your, your best friend of 14 years. Um, like I said, I, I will never know who is true and, and who is lying. Um, but it would explain, all of this would explain why Nate is not friends with Destry anymore. And, uh. It, like I said, it kind of hurts. It just makes me want to question, like, who else am I watching that could also be allegedly a groomer or a pedophile? Like, that just ruins me. That that ruins everything. Uh, but um, I have heard some stories, and um, I will talk about them right now, but if I... Um, mess up, just know that I don't know everything, just know that I don't know everything at this moment. Um, Destry has muted and privated every single account, his TikTok, his Twitter, his Facebook, everything. So if you are not a follower, you're not able to get on any of those things. I am a follower still on Instagram just to see if he is going to actually apologize or any type of reaction that he may make I'll be able to see. He has not done anything. He has not posted anything on Instagram. But uh, if there is more information and if this is completely and solidly confirmed that he has done this, I will unhappily make a segment of the pedophiles and I will um, do my best to make sure that I'm not labeling him as a pedophile he's more of a groomer which to me I feel like is the same thing because you're talking to somebody that's underage being interested in them and you still have that intent to you know be sexual with them or be intimate with them but um I've talked- I haven't talked to anybody, I'm sorry. Um, I have- I have watched at least two videos of this, and, um, one girl said that, um, 
she was added on his Snapchat. They started conversing, they started talking and all of that. And uh, he started saying, oh, you know, you're cute and all of this stuff, trying to make her feel nice and stuff. And just like the Onision thing where there's girls that are fans of him and they feel like starstruck, basically. I guess this girl felt starstruck with Destry Smith. And um, she didn't tell anybody, she didn't tell him her age, which I feel should have been something that they both should have taken into consideration. I feel like Destry should have been like, hey, yo, what's your age? How old are you? But she was the one, um, a little down the line, that said, okay, wait, I'm, I'm 14, um, so yeah. When it comes to stuff like this, I feel like I'm not saying that I'm advocating for Destry, like, oh, you should have... I'm not trying to take anybody's side, but I feel like children know right from wrong sometimes. I don't understand why it didn't occur to this 14-year-old girl, because she must have been aware of the age of consent, because she did tell him, like, hey, I'm 14, you know, hey. And sometimes it's not always obvious in pictures. Sometimes it's not always obvious, trust me. There have been countless stories that I've heard of people getting accused of being a pedophile when they're really not. And sometimes it's not their fault because, of course, the person that they're intimate with did not tell them how old they were or they lied about their age. And I feel like at some point <laughs> you gotta take consideration for the victim. They weren't responsible enough to talk to them like, hey, listen, I'm 14. Is this okay? Of course it's not, you know, but um, as far as I know from what I've heard, Destry in this story was not aware until she said something. And I'm not defending him, but I am looking at the, um, the issue in general that how could Destry have known unless you told her or unless she told you, you know, told him, you know, like, I, I don't like that. Um, I don't, I don't think that's okay. But then again, of course, Destry should have been like, hey, what's your age? How old are you? Because I don't want to be arrested. I don't want to be talking to a chick that's like 15 or 12 and I don't want to get arrested for that. I think both of them should have taken into consideration like, hey, I'm 14. Hey, what's your age? Sort of thing. Um, the next one, uh, I'm not too sure if she said her age, but... Um, as far as I know, this whole story is also kind of nasty. It's all just kind of awful. Um, this girl was also 14, 14 or 15, and she was ill um, of something. She didn't really talk about what she was sick with, and that's her right. She doesn't have to talk about that. Um, 
but she was sick and they were talking him and her and Destry were uh, talking on Snapchat I think and uh, you know he said oh you're pretty I really like you you're hot and blah 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 which is fine well it's not fine of course not but it gets worse is what I'm trying to say it gets worse um, according to her story um, they had to put, uh, I want, they're like, not heart monitors, but, you know, like the sticky things that she had to have them put on her scalp for some reason. And every time they took out the sensors, uh, her hair would be pulled. And so she decided to shave her head, uh, just to, you know, get some relief out of what was going on with her life at the moment. And, um, so she sent him a picture or he asked for a picture and, uh, he said, well, you still look hot. And she's just like, I'm sick. You don't say that to somebody who's sick. Like she's, to me, that just sounds very insensitive. Um. Like, oh, you still look hot, even though your head's shaved and all this stuff. Like, you're not actually considering what she's going through. You're just gonna say, oh, well, you still look hot. Like, maybe in his mind that was trying to make- trying to make her feel better about how she looked or what she was going through, but that doesn't- that doesn't fly with me, especially. It doesn't fly with her. But, um, those are the only ones that I know of, and I'm sorry for, um, being so spotty with, um, the evidence that I've got so far. Trust me, I will do my best to collect all the information and collect everything. Um, a lot of it is on TikTok, a lot of it is on YouTube, and a lot of it is on the Wayback Machine, which I do not have on my laptop, so... <laughs> nice! Uh, so, apparently this has been happening for years, and no one's been able to talk about it. So, um, to all the victims um, that are going through all of this, please know that I'm not trying to say that your story is false. Do not think that I don't empathize with you. Do not think that I don't have uh, your best interest at heart. When it comes to somebody realizing this stuff and their favorite YouTuber is involved, their favorite celebrity is involved, it is very hard to come to terms with that. And that's just me personally. Um, I do hold out the hope that none of this is true. But that doesn't make your story any any less legit. Um, and when I say I want to take every victim's story into consideration, I will definitely do that. Because I want to be able to speak the truth on my podcast more than anything. And I want to be able to know for sure that every victim's story is true. And like I said, my prayers and my uh, 
my heart goes out to the victims, the true victims, honestly, because no one should have to go through that. No celebrity, no YouTuber, no influencer should be able to get away with this, even if it's one of my favorite YouTubers. There's no excuse at all. So, um, during this process, I will be gathering information, gathering all of this stuff in order to get a solid grasp on what is going on with the Destry Smith case. And, um, maybe, and I'm saying maybe, you will see another segment of Pedophiles with him in it. And like I said, this is painful for me because I've watched him for years and you just feel betrayed as a fan uh, when you find something like this out. So please uh, give me time. I mean, I'm not suffering, definitely not. Uh, it's just kind of like irritating to me to, to see somebody that I've loved for so long as a YouTuber be exposed like this and being called a groomer because that's terrible and um but anyway um thank you for listening to this segment i'm gonna keep going with the rest of it This next segment is called World News, and we have a new country that is listening. Hello, Belgium. How are you? Um, hello to the listeners. <laughs> I just said hello to the whole country. Hi. <laughs> no, but hello to the listeners that have tuned in, even if it was a small portion that you have um, listened. It means a lot to me, so God bless you. And we're just going to jump into a nice little new segment in honor of you guys listening, thank you very much. Give me a second. I will find you a good story. Okay, this comes from the BrusselsTimes.com, and this is about no one was consulted Brussels curfew extended without mayor's input. And uh, for those of you who do not know, um, Brussels is the capital of Belgium. So... The decision to extend Brussels' 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. curfew until April 1st happened without any consultation to the region's 19 mayors, they have said. Uh, Walloon, if I, I always put out this disclaimer, if I mispronounce any uh, words that are uh, native to any certain country, please forgive me, I'm doing my best to pronounce everything. Walloon Prime Minister Elio de Rupo um, announced on Friday that the curfew in Wallonia will or would become the same as Flanders between midnight and 5 a.m., resulting in Brussels Minister President Rudy Vervoort announcing that he would not be changing uh, the measures. Normally, a provincial crisis cell meeting would take place because it concerns decisions about public order, but this time did not receive any invitation. We are, or we were not even informed by phone, Vincent de Wolf, mayor of Etterbreek, told Bruz. Following Friday's 
cons- consultative committee, the 19 mayors were expected to meet to evaluate this curfew, together with their route, but this did not take place. The coronavirus fighting measure, which uh, was first introduced in October last year, will now remain in place until the 1st of April, as stated in the ministerial decree. Many mayors of Akul and Jete and St. Agatha, St. Saint, Saint Agatha Burcham, I'm so sorry, found out about the measure's extension in the media. According to St. Peter's Woolview's mayor, Benoit Crackshay, who said no one was consulted. I'm very sorry if I mispronounced that. Any of those names or any of those words. The root spokesperson confirmed that Bruz confirmed to Bruz that there was no official consultation, although it was announced beforehand, adding that it was not necessary either. Um, this is not normal," said DeWolf, arguing with, arguing that Vert now uh, apparently decides alone. He could at least have notified the conference of mayors. Vivort, uh, is it Vivort? Referred to meeting meetings in the. Hey, wake up! Hey. Sorry, that was my alarm. Um, Bois de la Cambre, by which he meant to say, it is the young people who are preventing us from relaxing. Moreover, there have also been large gatherings in Wilonia, so that is not an argument, said Didier Gossuin the mayor of Audrigan. Instead of blaming young people, he should have communicated like the federal government. They are waiting another week and Brussels should have done the same, he added. Last month, many politicians already spoke out acting or asking the government to reconsider and or this measure to align it to the Flanders, or that of Flanders and others, uh, including the group later of the Brussels Defi Defi Party, Emmanuel de Bach, uh, stated the measure should be lifted entirely. And uh, so apparently there is a dispute with the 19 mayors. You guys have 19 mayors in in certain uh, cities, or is it just in Brussels? Um, That's interesting to me that you guys have 19 mayors. Now, maybe you guys have 19 mayors in different cities and stuff like that, but I don't know. But um, I really hope things get a little easier, and I hope you guys can be able to uh, adjust to the time uh, 
adjust to the curfew change. I know that's a pain in the butt. We have a curfew of 11 o'clock here. Um, so I hope everything goes well. Thank you guys for listening. Once again, thank you to the listeners in Belgium. I'm not always this crazy when it comes to tripping over my words. <laughs> so um, just take that into consideration. Um, like I said, I hope I didn't offend anybody for not being able to pronounce any of the names or anything like that correctly. So I'm I'm going to go eat with my husband. So I will see you guys later. <laughs> Uh, in the next segment of Rogue News. See ya.